Hi listeners, and welcome to this episode of the David Crit Podcast. I'm Hagen Gerzi, and I'm excited to be joined by our master printer, Jillian Ross, and the man himself, David Crute. We are going to talk about our recent collaboration with William Kentridge. David, you have been working together with William for 27 years now. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit on the more recent collaborations we have done together with him. Thanks, Hagen. This is uh, quite an interesting time because William Kentridge has currently got his biggest ever museum exhibitions on down in Cape Town at the Norville Foundation where his sculptures are being shown but also at the Zeitz Museum of Contemporary Arts in Cape Town where there's a, the complete suite of six big woodcuts that were created at our workshop at Arts on Main with William collaborating with Jill Ross and her team of printers and so um, there's nothing really happening in Johannesburg relating to William so we felt it's a good time to reflect on all these years of having collaborated with him in terms of editions and also especially in terms of publishing. First publication done with William was in 1992 where he was at, visited a workshop that I collaborated with in England and he created a large body of works uh, and that was really the start of an international awareness because I was able to take those works and show them in New York and America, which was my main area of working. Uh, I also did a CD-ROM on William Kendridge in 1997, which was effectively the first major publication on him. There'd been no books on him prior to that. There'd been a, a small publication about his films, the early films he did in the early, uh, in early 90s. So um, it was, it's a good time to reflect on that and especially with the Latitude Art Fair which is now happening at the same time as the Johannesburg Art Fair in Santon on the, I think it's the 12th to the 14th of September. Um, we thought at Latitude to have a little overview of images, one images from the different series because Kentridge works up mainly in series and um, they very seldom, a lot of the works he's done seldom get seen in series in, in South Africa. We have given him various shows, uh, but something like the uh, woodcuts we have shown, which are very big, we've shown them two or three at a time. But we also want people to be aware of the fact that he travels extensively, does shows with museums, works in workshops all over the world. So at our gallery, which is at 142 Young Smuts Avenue, there'll be a show of big works uh, from different workshops where he's collaborated. Jill, do you want to maybe reflect on the backstory regarding the uh, Triumph and Laments? Because you were lucky enough to be at the actual opening on the Tiber River on a boat looking at these huge works in, uh, in Rome. Uh, but really, really explaining how collaborations come about and this one taking four years the, the beginnings and the development and the interaction with William when uh, in each one is nearing, you know, say it's, it's developing its different trials and it's coming to a completion and then it's going to be agreed to be finally what the edition should be and then how that comes about because editioning this work is as difficult as the origination. So those, as people don't necessarily understand, the origination and the ed ed then editioning is two separate activities. The the beauty for 
myself and um, the the printers at David Crute Workshop is that in the past three weeks we've had the opportunity to finally see a project that, as David describes, we've been working on for four years, and we got to see it in its entirety at the Zeitz Mocha about three two weeks ago. And what's wonderful is that you can see from the very beginning of the project um, in 2016, you can see the first woodcut that was created to now, the, the, the most recent, three and a half years later, and the difference on how we have devised working on this giant series of woodcuts. The core team of us have been about, have been three, but in, entirely it has been 19 people that have helped us to create such a project. And what began as something that could potentially be small works turned into a giant series because of the project that William was working on along the Tiber River. We only saw photographs when we started this project, but what was to be were a series of 55 drawings created in a reverse graffiti technique, which allowed at, at approximately 10 meters high each. And when we considered doing a body of woodcuts that uh, from, from close up have a grain texture, from the wood, but from far are black and white. And the reason we decided on the scale was to, to reference the wall that William was working on. And as they would be the only pieces that would remain, the reverse graffiti technique is by putting a giant stencil on the wall and cleaning the soot, the pollution, the dirt, and everything on the wall away. So what naturally remains will over time fade. These giant woodcuts are Rome's greatest tragedies, their greatest laments. It's a series of drawings that William had been working on for four years prior to us even starting these woodcuts. And the, when we were doing our initial tests, we realized that different types of wood would give different type of gestural marks in some of the figures' faces or in the loads of which they carry on their heads. What began as something what, that we thought would be quite simple has turned into quite an enormous project. And when you devise one image, you have to replicate it in printmaking and in editioning. And so when we began the work, we made the first woodcut before William launched uh, the freeze along the Tiber River. And so we only saw the photographs. I was lucky enough to be there to celebrate and to understand the enormity of such a project which helped to devise the next series of works. But we had already decided that large scale was, was necessary. The celebration along the Tiber was um, one of, a, a naturally, of a procession and a performance piece, where not only were there the 55 drawings along the wall, but there were 100 performers with shadow puppets, with pieces of cardboard that were cut out with just shadows along the wall that were the same size as the images themselves on the wall. So it was moving pieces. It was music. It was enormous in its presence. It ran for two hours approximately, and that entire time we bobbed along in this boat while both sides of the Tiber River were completely packed, as were both bridges along both ends of this project. And what I remember William talking about at the time was that once the drawings were up on the wall, he had a very, it was very quick for him to decide what the performance piece would be, but that's where he's 
more fascinated. That's what he wanted to work on after the fact. And that's when we started to see a lot of what began as the stencils that went up along the wall of the Tiber River then became pieces that people carry, which he's been doing for a long time, but they naturally became additions after that fact. And so watching all of these parts in his studio over the last four years and seeing how this project has transformed quite a number of different works, um, we've, be we've been able to realize uh, six different drawings from that time and have elaborated on such. And we're just very excited to actually see the, the culmination on one wall. The, the idea at the beginning of the project was for us to fill a room and we've done it. The relationship between the what you saw on the wall and what we've subsequently been created as these big woodcuts, what is the similarity or proximities? How we, William would have had the drawings, preparatory drawings he did in the beginning, but these are now totally different. And of course, you've got the different wood grains, you've got pins, you've got the edges of paper, and you've got an assembled two meter square plus image to look at. So how does how do you relate from what you well, what you saw then to the woodcuts? The wall along the Tiber River is made of blocks, and what's quite beautiful is that they're different color throughout the block, naturally. And what we did in or what William originally did when he made the drawing, a reference drawing for us. Um, he originally he started in charcoal, and then in order to create the stencils along the Tiber River, he had to do them in ink so that they could actually be digitized. Once they were created in ink, they were of a certain scale. And that certain scale um, in woodcut just to us seemed quite difficult to carve. And I am always worried about when we are assisting William on such a project that if there are carvers involved, that one, be, one person's mark becomes dominant. In this case, it didn't seem natural to go with works that were quite small. Then we would have a giant series of works, 55 drawings, all on the same scale. When we pushed it much larger, we realized that you could use larger sections of wood or smaller ones. We could have quite heavily grained woods. We could have softwoods for ease of carving. And once we figured out through an, a series of tests that we could do that, William made a giant drawing and when he made this giant drawing, he had to glue pieces of paper together. And when he glued those pieces of paper together, he does it in such a way that it's not a grid pattern. And as the drawing grows, he adds another piece of paper. So when we have a reference drawing from the artist that works in such a way, we can reference how he's divvied up the sheets. We can use that as a line in one of our wood grains. We can use sections of drawn mark for edges of paper. We, uh, in, the first, in the first woodcut, William gave us the direction that the wood should go, the direction of the grain, and we placed which types of grain go where. And the beauty in that, as I was previously touched on earlier, was that the grain actually gives your face movement. So if a figure is looking down, then the grain, we can use a section of the grain that actually pulls the face down. And once we started to understand parts of of what's possible in our tests. We made small, small wood blocks. We had a few accidents along the way, and what that actually informed was a, a process that could be collaged. So as William works in um, collage quite often in his drawings, and he tears sheets of paper up, in, in, many of these, in all of these woodcuts, we've done much the same. 
So some our our big woodcuts are made up of approximately 10 large sheets of paper and then up to 25 small pieces of paper. And the beauty when you put them all together with the pins is there's movement. And instead of being them instead of them being flat as most print prints are, there is um, there's a layering process um, that we've been able to replicate, much to the way that William tears quite a number of his own prints, we've been able to replicate that. Well, what's, what's great if you happen to be in Cape Town over the next few months, all of the, the woodcuts are part of the show at the Zeitz Mocha space, and there's a uh, TV panel with Jill, which, where Jill was filmed showing a lot of the cutting, assembly, and various other things. There's also an example, there's also the various sheets that make up one of the works. There's also pieces of wood, so there's an ability for people to see the transfer. And what's wonderful about the workshop, and it allows the process to be transferred uh, because uh, the works are in additions, it's, and it's, it can be handled, you might say, a bit more roughly rather than unique works like a painting. So uh, it's, it's really, Triumph Laments constitutes a major work, a major body of works and a piece of history. And what will be able to, what will remain of it are a couple of books, which are absolutely wonderful books which have been published on it. And um, William also has his first exhibition in Switzerland, which is at the, the Basel Kunstmuseum, and I was there for the opening, and uh, all the works were there as well. And that particular show of William's from Basel will travel to Lille, and some of the woodcuts will move on there. So um, there will at Latitude be the one, the final work, which consists of two pieces. The one with is at 85 sheets and we are supporting this art fair which has been launched by five women one of whom happened to work for us in our gallery some years ago and we will also across away from that particular work have a booth which reflects a little a sort of reduced piece of history of the collaborations with William starting effectively in 72 and going through it's a small wall, so there's not, not a great amount that can be put up. But of all the various series, there'll be one of them. And what's great is for us to be talking about these when people come by. Because what we do reflects history. Uh, editions are available to a big audience. They, they're documented, they're promoted. They get easily shown in museum exhibitions and collections which makes them, to us, a far more desirable arena to be working in than exhibitions of paintings or unique works, which if you don't see the show, you, know, you don't see the context. So the Latitudes Fair is, is, will be exciting, um, and it'll reflect 27 years of history, which is ongoing, and it reflects most likely two to 300 works that I've been involved in publishing with William and Joel most likely has been involved in about 200 of them. And in fact, I was really the first person to be showing William's work in America in 1992. I had the early states of his first work he had done with Jack Sheriff in New York. And I started showing that to the museums. 
and we, because he was quite a prolific printmaker, a publisher, and I had him working at workshops elsewhere, uh, I was able to do exhibitions. So in fact, in 98, I did an exhibition in Chicago. In 90, uh, then I, in 99, I lent works to a gallery, Robert Brown in Washington. And then by coincidence, the printer who used to bring from New York to work with us uh, was having to leave his workshop in Chelsea in 2001 because he didn't have the resources so I said well we'll support you and so we, we we set up basically a base attached to his workshop so we're very much about process we've always had the the workshop the creative areas where artists come and do things they can't do in their own space and then of course you have this work there's a need to tell people about it the galleries come into play and with social media in, more and more people have got to know about South Africa, about William's work, and uh, that's been wonderful for us. So that has been very, very valuable. And um, so we'll also at the Joburg Art Fair, we will have a, a booth uh, with books, many of them on William. We started the early ones, uh, but now many, many books on William exist. Whenever William does a museum show, everybody's very keen to do a publication. Often he will assist with that publication by doing an addition for that museum. And then what's also interesting is in, there's four works which are also going to be available for sale at the Latitude. They come about as two of them being early woodcuts, which William did in the 80s when he wasn't aware that he was going to really have a long-term career. And then one, just two works just recently done, which are two woodblocks, which come from the last work that William's done. So we're looking forward to showing and giving people the backstory, hoping, helping them to acquire work of William's that we have available. There's not very much work of William's available. There's such a demand for it. But a lot of it is to share what our pleasure and our excitement of having worked with such a brilliant artist whose career keeps growing. And in, today, in fact, on the same weekend as the, uh, the art fair, William's opening his a new opera that he's done in Rome. And it's called The, the Sybil. And we're very privileged and we're all very proud to have had this association. And what we're doing is it's a token of regard and respect to William for being such a great collaborator. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, David, for giving us a view behind the scenes and a view on the collaboration process with William Kentridge. And I hope we'll see you and our listeners at Latitudes Art Fair or at our book booth at the F&B Art Fair.